sounds kind of illogical to judge one game on four years. We said that this team is going to be judged um, on what we do at the World Cup. So that's fine. Louis Van Gaal ate Greg Berhalter's lunch. Very naive that you could think that going into a game with a team like the Netherlands, you were going to have more quality on the ball. They let you have it. Yeah. How do you evaluate your own performance? You know, I, I don't think it's time for me to value my own performance. Americas underway from the Qatari capital of Doha. Alongside Hercules Gomez, I'm Sevi Salazar. What you got there? Nah, the shirt underneath. Yeah, I like it. I like those colors. Yeah, little Norwich City. The Canaries, a nice shout out. Uh, I got the uh, the old school jerseys. And the shit, sorry. <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
No sting. Football Americas underway from the Qatari capital of Doha. Hope you've had a wonderful weekend, hopefully with friends and family, and you're getting ready for 2023. Alongside Hercules Gomez, I'm Sebi Salazar. We are back for more. Uh, what you rocking today? A little Josh Sargent action. Ooh. Some of the most action he's seen here in Qatar. Oh, too soon, too soon. Oh. Um, I, I was a little sad about it. Yes, canary colors. Did well to that ankle. Yes, yes. absolutely. Uh, shout out North City. Okay, I got the uh, the old school jerseys here. Ooh, Again, another shout out bears. to Tifosi. Just uh, great gear. And then, oof, I just love this clean uh, U.S. jacket. I think it's this 2006. It wasn't your year, right? It wasn't 2010. I think it was 06. Uh, it might have been 06, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, so... On the last show here on Football Americas, we did a look ahead to 2026 with the Mexico roster. It was rough. It was rough. There for was me. a lot. There was I a mean, lot of yelling I, back and forth. Yeah. It was rough for me. You were angry with me. It was a lot of homework. It took me a long time. Right. You said it only took you 10 minutes to it do did. this one, so it should probably only take us 10 minutes then to do this show, right? Probably. Nah. No. Uh, of course, there are big expectations for the U.S. come the 2026 World Cup, where we know a majority of that tournament will indeed be played in the United States. So, uh, as we did with Mexico, why don't we start with a look at the 2022 World Cup roster for the U.S. men's national team. And uh, quite the opposite of Mexico, who was the second oldest team in the tournament, the U.S. was the second youngest team at this tournament. And if not for the addition of Tim Ream, mm. would have been the youngest. It's true. Here at the World Cup in Qatar. So there's the 26-man roster as it was made up for this tournament. Now, Herc, the first, and in many ways, the toughest part of this is the cuts. Now, Mexico is a lot of old guys, so you figure if you're not cutting them, they're just retiring. You've had to make some cuts here. We'll start with the goalie uh, and defenders. You're letting Ethan Horvath and Sean Johnson go. Okay, so we're going to have two new goalies. I'm very interested uh, to see that. And then, as far as defenders, Tim Ream, Aaron Long, Walker Zimmerman. Okay. Uh, Shaq Moore and DeAndre Yedlin are all off the team for you in 2026. Uh, of those that we're looking at right there, I guess let's start maybe with Walker Zimmerman. Was that the, the toughest cut for By you of that group? By far the toughest. Because, okay. Yeah, because he's a player that could easily still be there playing. And he'll have a World Cup under his belt. But right. it's, it's age, and it's also who I think is coming back mm. with the likes of Miles Robinson and what he could be like mm -hmm. after that... Uh, uh, Achilles tear. Okay. Yes. What he could be like. Okay. So I'm betting. I'm banking on that. I just remember how an ACL was a career ender, but now an Achilles tear is no well, yeah. problem. Got Jota it. Jota Macias wasn't the best in his position for the national team. Okay, we'll see. Miles Robinson was the best in his position for the national team. Will you concur with that? Yeah, that's why I started. I was assumed yeah. next to Walker Zimmerman. Right. Right. But who was the number one CB when everybody was healthy? It was the two of them. That was the pairing. Who was the best center back in the program? If you think it's Miles Robinson, say you that. You don't think it's Miles Robinson? I don't think there was oh my God. that much of a don't distance between Don't argue just to argue. Okay. not. You've started an argument. That's fine. Because of Miles Robinson. Let's do a show and this guy's impossible. <laughs> do your spiel. Because of Miles Robinson, Chris Richards, and a few other young center backs yep. in that pool, it became a numbers game. And it really was probably the most difficult decision out of anybody in the pool. And when you look at how Walker Zimmerman did, he didn't necessarily do anything bad per se. He had a few shaky the penalty, passes. The penalty. few shaky passes, if you will, uh, in group play. The penalty, I which I think Wales. he got put into a very difficult position 
of having to trying to absorb and absorb and absorb defensively commits that penalty kick right there. He finds himself on the outside looking in. Right. But you know how this goes, up, And we've said it many times before. This is one of my fringe players right there. Even though he's had a good qualifying campaign, it's just when it came to the World Cup, out of the center backs who played, if you had to rank them, if you will, one, right. two, three, he probably would have came in third. Behind Cameron Carter-Vickers, yeah. you're clearly putting Tim Ream at number one there, right? No. Tim Ream's going to... Yes, uh, yes, yeah. and World Cup play. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Apologies. So... Let me just ask you this real quick on Zimmerman, because it doesn't seem like you're really down on him. You're saying hey, the, the other younger guys, I think, will come for those positions, maybe those starting positions. Yeah. Is there a value in having an, an Walker Zimmerman with another four years experience and World Cup experience as a backup? Because I think that's, you know, some guys you say, well, we can't take you if you're not going to be a starter because you're not going to be happy. I don't think that's the case with Walker Zimmerman. He seems to be like a, a grade A teammate. He is a grade A teammate. Could you teammate. see him having like a backup role there and, and maybe I make could. the team in that, in I that could. way? I could. And okay. that's the way he made this team to begin with. If you remember, it was sure. a Gold Cup. He wasn't playing. And yeah. it was a Donovan Pines. Uh, no, sorry. It was uh, actually Walker uh, Zimmerman getting injured that brought him out of the Gold Cup. And that's when the U.S. men's national team started suffering, but he was part of that backup crew. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think he's a player that's still in this pipeline, still in this program, sure. still in this pool. But after what I saw from Cameron Carter-Vickers, and right. I wasn't a player I was very high on, to be right. quite honest, it, these are the moments where players make their careers yep. on this type of platform. I think Cameron Carter-Vickers had a had an exceptionally well coming out party. Yep, and he's and he's... Playing in Europe, which, you know, I think always gives you that, that yes. little bit of an edge. All right, so those are the goalie and defensive cuts that we just saw from Hercules Gomez. Let's move up the field, and we'll focus in now on the midfield and forward cuts. And there are some names here. <laughs> Hercules Gomez. Kellen Acosta, Christian Roldan, maybe not shockers there. Luca Della Torre, who you have loved for a long I time, my man. This one hurts. Uh, forward says, Jesus Fenneda's gone. Okay, that's a young player who's not coming back. Jordan Morris, uh, not coming back either. Hachi right, Hachi right. All right, let's start with Luca Della Torre. Uh, you said it was painful, so why'd you do it? So, he didn't get any minutes this World Cup, and to me, not only was that a surprise, but it hurt. I think this is a player who's got exceptional vision. Uh, from that deep line midfielder position. Not exactly your most athletic. He's never been, mm -hmm. but he's a very good player. He struggled in La Liga, mm -hmm. didn't play in this World Cup. The lead up to it, I'm talking about Japan, Saudi Arabia, was probably not his finest moment. And, right. and when I think about when Yunus Musa is an operative, and he wasn't there for that game, but let's assume he's not operative one game. For whatever reason, it's just not his day. Weston McKinney. You know, Tyler Adams, who can give you that quality? When I thought it was Luca De La Torre, yeah. it was when he most struggled. That's really where he struggled. And Luca has a few things going for him, but in that game I realized you need somebody else in that backup role, even if it is a backup role, with a different skill set that you could think could unlock a defense. And sometimes it needs to be on the dribble. Sometimes it needs to be at pace. And I don't think that's Luca right now. It doesn't mean he can't still be there. And the reason it hurts is because I like my players with a bit of an edge. Yes. I like my players to want to be there, to care about that. I like my players who answer back. I mean, yes. when I interviewed him, I, I said, you know, it, it's crazy to me. Um, and I was trying to give him a compliment. Yeah. How there was a player who scored four goals in a game, 
and I said you were the best player on the field, and you didn't even have an assist that game. And he goes, right. oh, no, I had an assist. <laughs> just, <laughs> right. He, 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 forgot everything, he forgot everything I was talking yeah. about. And just like, no, 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 man, I had an assist. You yeah. know, I love that. I love that. I want that mentality. But I think we've missed Luka right. in these last eight months, if you will. Yeah. The move didn't didn't the exactly didn't go help. as he, and there was an injury too. We there gotta, was an injury, yes. There was yeah. an injury, uh, but even when he's been there, when he's been given the opportunity, it wasn't quite what I was what I thought I would be. And because of the other players in this pool, and we'll get to them, yeah. I just thought maybe it merited an opportunity for somebody else. Ninety nine point nine nine percent sure you were yeah. that he would get a start. I believe we made a bet one he I did. have not yet collected on. Oh, I'm still waiting on my. Uh, uh, I don't even remember what you're talking <laughs> uh, Let's talk about Jesus Fededa. This one was an interesting one for yes. me. I guess I'm not. Can I just say I'm not so shocked that you cut him. I just think I it's... cut him for the forwards. Listen to what I'm saying. Ah, okay. Explain. So I don't see Jesus Fededa as a nine. I know he scored a bunch of goals. I believe it was 16 with uh, FC Dallas. He's not a nine to me. I actually think he's got a maybe a future at the club level, maybe in Europe, somewhere in the midfield. If a team plays with a double ten, or if they could play with more aggressive eight, uh, I think that's going to be his better position. I don't see him as a nine, and I feel bad for him because I think he gets a bad rep mm -hmm. for being cast into the camp of one of Greg's boys. Mm -hmm. You know, some of these guys get a very bad rep, and they don't deserve it. He's is he, one of those is players. it Greg's boys, or is it just kind of a system fit? Maybe you're saying the same thing, it's but it's very thing. much like uh, it's, it's a same, false it's, nine. It's the same thing. So right? do you have to come up with a better false nine option, or you just hope that the next coach won't do that? I, I hope the next coach won't do that. I hope if, the next coach... Or if it's Burhalter again, kind of changes And I ways. will say this again when we talk about the forwards. People seem to think the U.S. Men's National Team has a forward problem. Go and find a striker. Go and find a forward. You don't have a forward problem. You have a system problem. You have a head coach problem. Yeah. It can't be that Josh Sargent is scoring goals. It can't be that uh, Haji Wright is Peefock, scoring goals. Peppy, Jordan Peacock is scoring goals. Yeah. Pepe scoring goals. Fedeta scoring goals. And you have a problem. Uh, Mexico would Brandon love Vasquez to have those scoring problems. Goals, and to, you've got you a know. forward problem. You don't have a forward problem. You have a coaching problem. You have a system problem. Okay? Mm -hmm. I hope people realize that. Mm -hmm. These players score goals. You've got more goal scorers today than you've ever had. That's a reality. It's about the system you deploy. I hope the next coach actually tries to get his nine to score goals. Yeah. I, I could see Fedeta having a role. You say maybe it's like a 10. Like if they went to a 4-2-3-1 and right. you had three guys behind that, that one striker, I, I could see it. Um, let's move on, but let's stick with the strikers. And it's not a guy you cut. It's actually a guy you left on that was a little bit of a surprise to me, both in that you left him on and that he was on this team at all. Right. And that's Haji Wright. What was the decisive factor there for you? Listen, World Cup, we were talking about Haji Wright going to Crystal Palace. Mm -hmm. Big teams yep. are looking at this guy. Yep. In Turkey, he's been lighting up for the last two seasons. This is a player, for all intents and purposes, is a goal scorer. Those yep. players are valuable. Forgive me for not giving up on a player who's been part of the U.S. Men's National Team pipeline yep. for all his life. Yep. Who just scored a World Cup goal, by the way. An amazing World Cup goal. I don't know how he, he scored it. He probably <laughs> doesn't know how he scored it, but he scored a World Cup goal. You know what I, he did? He got into a dangerous spot, like you always say. I meant to be dangerous. Yep. I know people aren't high on him, but I, I go back to we don't have a forward problem. The U.S. does not have a forward problem. They have a coaching problem. They have a system problem. I think Haji Wright can be productive, and I'm not ready to give up on a player with that goal-scoring ability who Greg Berhalter said his profile was physical. Mm -hmm. I don't see him as a physical profile. I think he's got a little bit more finesse to that game. And he's still a goal scorer, all types of goal. Totally. Head, right foot, left foot, speed, you know, hold up play. Regardless of what you think he had or didn't have in this World Cup, I'm not ready to give up on a player like that who already has a World Cup goal to his name.
Yes, let's get to the depth chart. Okay, because that's really what matters as we look ahead to 2026. And we'll start our look at the depth chart, same way we started our cuts, no? Starting at the back and moving our way forward. So your goalies, Matt Turner, Zach Steffen, Gaga Slonina, very interesting. Left back, Anthony Robinson, and a name we saw on the last show, only from Mexico, Jonathan Gomez. Left center back, Miles Robinson. Austin, trust you, I like that one. Right center back, Chris Richards, and Cameron Carter-Vickers. And then at right back, you got Serginho Dest and Joe Scali. So not a lot of uh, change there. You got any problems? Uh, I don't. With this list. I, I, well, <laughs> I know you have yeah, problems. I, have problems. I got a lot of problems. Uh, well, let me start with Slonina. I want to kind of drill down on that decision. Do you think he'll actually, I mean, you've got him here third in the depth chart, but this is a player who very soon could be. Oh, it's not a depth chart. It's just a name on there. Okay, so you think he might be a starter? You well, think he's got a shot? Right now, it's. Matt Turner's to lose. Okay. That's how I feel. But if he goes to Chelsea and he's in that pipeline, and I don't mean being loaned out. Right. I mean at Chelsea. But he's got time. Like, he could go on an 18-month loan now and be back at Chelsea. And, okay, but know. how many times have we seen that Chelsea loan for players like Ulises Davila, for players like like Matt Miazga? Right. For, for certain no, players, always, yeah. for Vitesse, where yeah. it's, you know... Uh, oh, it's a loan club it's, it's, a lot of times. They just gather them, talent. Yes. They They're a business talent. almost. They acquire, yeah. they acquire assets. Yeah. You're exactly right. If that's the case for him, it does him no good. Mm -hmm. But let's say he's in the Chelsea setup, like Matt Turner is right now at Arsenal. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's Matt Turner's to lose. But if Matt Turner isn't playing, yes. you told me he's yes. got to play. You told me the starting goalkeeper for the U.S. Men's National Team has to play. I would like Matt Turner if he's if he's going to be truly the one in 2026. I don't think it will be because he's been the number two at Arsenal for the next three and a half years. I think you don't agree with me there, producer. They selling him. You're an Arsenal fan. They selling him. Not in January. He says not going to sell him in January. That doesn't mean they might not loan him out at some point or that he may not push for a move, right? Okay. Okay. We know Matt Turner's an ambitious guy. When he was in New England Revolution, he said, no, I want to go to Arsenal. That's like what I want. He's an ambitious guy. I would assume that would also mean maybe he wants to be a starter uh, eventually, but not Gaga's just for the national team. Crazy intangibles and such a high ceiling. We saw him struggle in Major League Soccer, but I truly feel you need that. You need that. You need to struggle. Okay. That's the only way you get better is by failing. People might think you're crazy or I'm crazy when I say that, but th that is the only way for young players to get better. You learn from those things. Gaga could be the next starter in 2026, but Matt Turner will tell you over his dead body. Okay. Uh, Chris Richards, Miles Robinson, they're your two starting center backs. What do you like most about that pairing? I didn't say they were my starting center backs. Oh, okay. Who are your starting center backs? Well, those are the two players, to me, with the most talent. Mm -hmm. That's a reality. It's an open field. I think they have the edge on everybody. Chris Richards, he's not a left-sided, he's not a left-footed player, mm -hmm. but does play on the left-hand side. Technical, good athleticism, needs to stay healthy. I think it's going to be important for him. He's a player that I'm banking on. Miles Robinson, I know we've argued about this, but I, I feel he was the top center back in the program. Mm -hmm. What about Cameron Carter-Vickers? Because you've also said that he had a great, you know, you've rated him second out of the three center backs that we saw here at the World Cup. He's not in there for you? Could As he push, a starter? Could he push oh, one of those guys? Oh, he's absolutely pushing us. Yeah, absolutely, okay. because he's already in Europe. And I know, you say what you will about it being Celtic, you still get some high-quality games when you go into sure. Champions League and when you play Rangers and whatnot. He's in an atmosphere where yes, you're only going to go from that. It's a platform. Yep. We've seen jumps from Celtic and Rangers elsewhere. This is a player that could go on elsewhere, could do something. Um... But if we're just going off of what I feel is ceiling, yeah. those are my two right now. It's Chris Richards, Miles Robinson. Okay, a uh, quick word on Jonathan Gomez, who we both have in our 2026 squads. Me for Mexico, you for the United States. Yeah, I just think this is a player that needs games, whether that's U20, U23, mm -hmm. full national team, 
besides club for his development. Yep. And he's not going to get those with Mexico. That's a reality. And I really think that may influence his decision if he goes to the U.S. men's national team or not. Is, hey, there's a U-20 tournament coming up, U-20 World Cup, and then there's an Olympics. I could be part of both those programs. I think that may weigh on him a lot. If there was a strength for this U.S. team at the World Cup, it was, I think we would agree, for once, the midfield, right? right. So why don't we take a look at what the perspective depth chart would be uh, for the midfield and forward lines for the U.S. at the 2026 World Cup, according to one, Hercules Gomez. And we got some interesting names here, right? Of course, McKinney, Musa, Adams, all there, and all number one in the depth chart, according to Herc. Johnny Cardozo, okay. Malik, Malik Tillman, Georgie Mihailovic, I like it. Right wing, Tim Weah, Gio Reyna. You got, okay, you got Reyna behind Weah. Left wing, we got Pulisic and Brendan Aronson. Striker, oh, he got three. How come he got three choices? I only got two. Uh, Pepe, Sargent, uh, and the aforementioned Haji Wright. Let's start with Johnny Cardoso then. That's, a, that's an interesting one for me because you, you are going to have to have a Tyler Adams backup, my God, with the amount that, that he runs. And the way that he plays, you know, picks up yellows. I think not a lot, but in a long tournament run, maybe maybe you do need to dip into that position. So what do you like about Cardoso? Everything. I know he's not played much, but you don't play for a team like Internacional in Brazil if you're not a good player. Technically sound, strong mm -hmm. on the ball, likes to get in there. He's a player that I think manages the tempo. He can speed it up, he can slow it down. It's a different style than probably mm -hmm. this pool has been used to. I think it could be beneficial. He's a player that I think has a lot of room for growth, and we've seen what Brazil can do for these players. Totally. I mean, it, this is the breeding ground for Europe. It yep. really is. So he's a player that I see going on to bigger and better very soon, but he's just something different. He's something you don't normally see, and it's something I think at times is lacking. Like Kellen Acosta, he will move on because of his age, but the one thing Kellen Acosta brought was that element of when things get nasty, things get dirty. Right. Gamesmanship. gamesmanship. Not only gamesmanship, but I feel in this element. Right, I right. can do this. I like you know? it. I, I like it here in the mud. Yeah. yeah. I think Johnny's got a little bit of that in it as well. Um, Johnny Cardoso, by the way, linked to a bunch of teams in Europe. Uh, Valencia, Betis, Roma, and Serie yeah. A. So just to, to confirm your point, there's a lot of interest over there. Malik Tillman, he's already over there. What do you like about him? And I know, I think you were, I don't know if you were disappointed, but you were shocked that he didn't make the team. I was almost certain he was going to make the yeah. team because I figured if you, you thought there was Kind of a deal already, right? Sort of, yeah, almost, I would say, uh, if you will, an understanding, because he commits the U.S. men's national team just before this World Cup. Greg brings him in, and to me, all signs were pointing that he's going to get there. He goes to Rangers, he just doesn't get hot. Yeah, at the enough. right time, right? Soon enough. Yep. He started getting hot right before, and I think they may have forced Greg's hand. Greg decided to go a different way, but you could see. I mean, during the World Cup, all we're doing is talking about Malik Tillman's goals, his assist. This guy... We knew about his technical ability. Yep. We knew about his. We knew about the ability to get in between tight spaces and make something out of nothing. We didn't know about the end product until now, and I think that's been a very, very pleasant surprise. He's a player that I think will continue to grow. I don't see Rangers being a final destination by the time it's 2026. Yeah. So. Um of course, represented Germany at the youth national team level. To the point about Rangers, his loan is coming up. The manager has come out and said, you know, I want this guy, but Bayern Munich still owns him. We'll see kind of how that plays out. But clearly he's played his way into, if not another better deal at Rangers, which, as you said, is, is still a club that gets important games. Yeah. Maybe a potential um, big move somewhere else. All right, let's talk the peppy train. Derailed Choo! before this World Choo! Cup. But right on time for 2026. Talk to me about Ricardo Pepe, the 
Pride of El Paso. I hope Ricardo Pepe takes all this bad juju and converts it into fuel. It's there crazy. He'll no, only be 23. I feel like we've been talking about him forever. There is no more disrespected player out of this World Cup than Ricardo Pepe. When you think about it, hmm. this is a player that as a, as a teenager saved the head coach of U.S. men's national team, of a national team, saved his job, was the second leading goal scorer only behind the face of the program. Mm -hmm. Okay? And at the advisement of the head coach of the national team mm -hmm. goes to the Bundesliga, a, a club that the head coach said, this could be for you. Mm -hmm. 20 million as a teenager doesn't go your way. You get out of there, go to the Eredivisie. Divisie. And you score. 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 I'm back, baby. You're going to the World Cup. Guess what? You're not. To be able to sit there, eat it, know that a team you helped get there mm. is there without you must have ate him up inside. I hope he uses that. I hope he keeps that for the rest of his career inside of him. This is a player that has finishing ability. He does well in combination playing the final third. He's got a bit of nastiness to him. Mm. He knows exactly who he is. He's un unapologetic for it. And he still has a place in this national team setup. Okay, so we've seen the depth chart, which pretty much gets us, in your case, to 23, 24 players. But we are assuming it's going to be a 26-player roster for the next World Cup. So why don't we take a look then at what some of the new faces, some new names that you want to bring in to this program and to this team ahead of what is effectively a home World Cup. Ooh, okay. Go ahead, Flo. Okay, one name uh, that is very familiar to us. Now, Brendan Aronson, Paxton Aronson, his younger brother. And Ferrari Balagan, who... Of course, is on loan with Ramsch right now in the French League, but is is a player for Arsenal, right? He's on the books at Arsenal. Uh, who do you want to talk about first, Balogun? Because that's the good. position. That's a nine, right? That's the nine, right? Is and he the solution noticed, for you? And if you, you? noticed, I, I took four nines. Yeah. Unlike certain national team coaches that shall, Greg Berhalter, not, Tata Martino. That shall not be named. Yes. Uh, from what I've seen of him, <laughs> his movement is amazing. Yeah. I'm talking about next level movement. Hit the ball, right foot, left foot. Very technical. I will repeat on the movement. I was a player of movement, mm -hmm. okay? Players of movement have to know their surroundings. They have to be able, and I'm not saying I was of a certain intelligence, but you have to be intelligent in and around the box. Could you see him starting? Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. You've seen enough already, you kind of feel like, or you, are well, you saying kind of, you're projecting? The projection. Right. Not right now. The projection. And we've got to be respectful to players who yeah. have been there and whatnot. But the projection tells me, like, this kid, his trajectory, if he chooses the U.S., if and when he chooses the U.S., yeah. he could be something special. Yeah. Uh, Middlesbrough, his loan, scored a few goals there. Yeah. Now his loan in Ligue 1, he's scoring for fun. And he scored in half the games he's been in, I believe. Eight goals in 15 uh, through the first half of the season. He's a player that a lot of people are high on. Scouts in Europe. Scouts that brought him uh, to Ligon in the Arsenal setup. They've compared him to Ian Wright in Ian Wright's moment. He's different. Mm -hmm. he's, he's already bred in Europe. 
It's a player that I think could be game ready by the time 2026 comes about. He's, of course, uh, repped England at the youth national team level, but we've seen his Instagram. He definitely follows mm. what the U.S. Uh, men's national team is doing. Quick thought on Paxton Aronson. You want two Aronsons on your 2026 I roster? I love what Brendan Aronson gives me. and what It's I've not seen, a like-for-like like there? You it, think they're, they're well, different actually, enough? I think Paxton's very much more technical. Okay. Um, and, and maybe not as gritty. Okay. That's no offense to him, yeah. but there's a lot more grit in Brendan's game. I think Paxton's a lot more clean uh, in what he does. He's a player that's shifty. He's a player that's probably more of a actual 10 than, than Brendan really ever was. He's a player that I think you could slot into the midfield uh, or the wing. But I like what I've seen with him at such a young age. And, and, and that's really what it is. I'm projecting that the growth will continue, that yeah. the ceiling will get higher. He's, of course... Uh Heading to Eintracht Frankfurt in the Bundesliga. And one more note on Balogun. We mentioned this, uh, you know, during the show earlier. Not this show, but other shows here. We talked to Julian Laurent, who, of course, yes. our French he colleague for ESPN. He loves him. Covers everything in France football and, and had very high things to say about him. Okay, so you've picked your team. Now let me pick some snubs. And maybe we can see which one of them you think has the strongest case. Because we don't have too much time left here. I got uh, Mark McKenzie. At some point, I thought you were pretty high on uh, Caden Clark, who is young, and I mean his club is RB Leipzig. It sounds like he's actually going to end up on a loan somewhere else in Europe first. Okay. Uh, and then Jordan Pifak. So, uh, what do you think of those? And we'll start with McKenzie. Okay, Mark McKenzie. I, we did the Road to Qatar series yep. uh, with Sam Borden. I thought he was probably the best interview. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Raw he was. Yeah, I think he's an incredibly smart uh, individual. Uh, since the Mexico game, I've not seen this Mark McKenzie that I was sold on. Okay. He had that air where Tecatillo Corona stripped him and then scored a goal early on. Um, he's a player that I'd like to see more out of when it comes into possession because that's supposedly what he's good at. Physically, I've seen him outmatched at a few times that he's played at the CONCACAF level. I'm not saying he's out, uh, but right now in this 23 going on 26, I don't see him in. He's one of those players to me that's going to have to be in form and somebody's going to have to limp out. Okay. You went with Paxton Aronson as kind of your, I think, maybe like... Projection. Projection player. Uh, I'm going with Caden Clark. I just like the fact that at 19, he's already made the jump. I, again, not yet to a Bundesliga team. He's been bought by one. I don't think he's going to play there at first. And brought but I, back to the Metro. Uh, <laughs> to, excuse me. The, uh, steady, right. steady. Bob, so brought back he was the sold. Then... Came back on, not never came back, never left really, was right. kept on loan. But now he is, the plan is to go over to Europe in the coming year. Um, and again, I'm telling you, from all the reports, there's there's teams in Germany, Holland, okay. etc., that are interested in him on a loan deal from Leipzig. Listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm a huge Caden Clark fan. Okay. okay. I'm hoping he hasn't bought what he's being sold Ooh. about the European talk. This year, under 500 minutes. Okay? Started three games. This is a player... And I don't agree with Greg Berhalter on a lot of things. Yes. I don't want him to dominate. I want him to participate. Okay? You don't think he was ready yet? He didn't participate this right. season. Right. Stover, whatever you want, the coach, whatever you want, didn't value, didn't rate you. You need to at least participate. Yeah. Some might say the same about Paxton Aronson to a different level, right? It's a guy who 
Yeah, you know, I was surprised. Well, what do you do at the U20 level? Totally, but I was surprised. Pocket cap best player. I was surprised that Paxton got the jump move to Eintracht Frankfurt. Right. I was. I thought maybe another a, a year would have been good. Uh, Jordan Pifak, for me, who was a player that you screamed a lot about not being included in 2022. Right. He'll no be problem. 29. No problem to leave him off in, in 2026. I mean, you think he's going to stop scoring goals? And he's the only one who hasn't stopped scoring goals. Yeah. If we're being honest. That's what I'm saying. But, but. When you look at this group, I mean, 29 still prime, right? Yeah, of course it is. So of course it is. He can still make 30. it. And, and it's probably a huge disrespect that I have him out right now, if I'm okay. being honest, because he's never really cooled down. You could yep. say what you want. Oh, he got injured. He stopped scoring for a few games. But he's the one player out of everybody in the pool that they've had mm -hmm. who's really been consistent with his goal scoring. He really is. But even then... I'm not sold as much. I'm not sold on as much, and I'd rather roll the dice and sure. see. I get the point. What right? other players have. And in two, three years, if Balogun's chosen England and Pifak's still slamming home goals, you're obviously going to include him because it's clear that you, you rate the player. All right, so that'll do it for this edition of Football Americas. We got her one more show in this calendar Feels year, like and we are going out with a bang. The top 50 goals of 2022 on Thursday's edition of Football Americas. For Hercules Gomez, producer better, Beto, our better. entire, better, you better be better, our entire production team, I'm Sebi. We'll see ya on Thursday.